Hello and welcome to the Profits and Prana podcast, where I'm dedicated to helping you breathe more profits into your soulful business. And to help me with that today is Kristen Robinson. Kristen Robinson is known as the Facebook Ads Launch Specialist. She helps online entrepreneurs realize that Facebook ads are their best affiliate partner in a launch. As a U.S. Marine Corps military spouse, Kristen started her company, KR Design, to create a business to support her husband's military career while constantly moving from one location to the next. Kristen loves her business because it allows her to do what she loves from anywhere in the world. And that is a very powerful takeaway that I hope you get out of this podcast. I hope that you learn through leveraging online marketing and Facebook ads, you too don't have to be tied to a location. So Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit more about your business. How long have you been in business and where was the inspiration for this company? Oh, good question. So Care Design is actually six years old. Um, I like to say it took me many, many years to figure out exactly what I do now. When we first started out, we were a marketing agency. So we did logos and you know, graphic design, um, actually certified in graphic design and web design. So we did all those things. And then I started doing social media for my business because I wanted clients in my business. And then my clients were like, okay, cool. Teach me how to do that. (laughs) So I started teaching social media. And then um, fast forward about maybe uh, maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, I started using Facebook ads to get clients for my business. And everyone's like, can you teach me how to do it? So I just think it's kind of funny that it's just it's been a path of really just narrowing down exactly um, what I like to do. So that's what we do. And we've been around for, yeah, six years now. It's been six years. I think you mentioned something important there that, you know, people started asking you for help. I mean, some of the best businesses come from solving a problem for one of your clients. Exactly. I just think it's just hilarious, like how that's just been the evolution of, you know, I just remember doing social media for me and my clients are like, it's obviously working because that's how I found you online. And same thing with Facebook ads. People were like, how are you doing that? And I'm like, "Uh, I don't don't know here. This is my method. And now it's so cool because it's like you discovered this method and you never thought it would really work for other people because you just know it works for you. And then to actually formalize it and then teach it to people, it's just been really amazing that, that people can actually use my method, what I have learned for me, and it works for them in their business. It's just the coolest feeling. How did you come across your method? How did you figure this out? <laughs> so that's a good question. So I started learning Facebook ads from all types of people. Um, Amy Porterfield, Mari Smith, Andrea Val. I mean, I took any Facebook ad course you can think of on this planet. I took it like literally. Um, and the thing was, I've realized for every course I took, it just didn't work. Like I would follow it and it just didn't get the results that I wanted. And then I would try another one. It didn't work. And so finally, I just picked out all the stuff that worked for me and added some other things that I've realized, wasting money, of course, and came up with my own method. And it's been pretty interesting that I'm able to take all these different pieces of things that I've learned and really put my own spin on it. So it's really mine. It's not like I took, you know, I took everyone's and put it together in one program. There's actually, you know, pieces that are most of it, actually 90% of it is uniquely me. It's stuff that I say in a certain way, in a certain method that works. And it's really amazing how that, how that happened. So how has this changed your business? So, and you said that you've gotten some clients that way. So let's, let's try to get a little more specific. And, and so 
I want listeners to have an idea of what, what Facebook ads can really do for their, their business. Sure. So once upon a time when I thought I could be a business coach, <laughs> when I thought I could be a business coach, um, I wanted to do, I was doing social media and um, I'm a military spouse and lots of military spouses were wondering, how are you online? You know, at the time I was baking cookies for my husband's Marines. I was going to the family days all the while traveling and having my own business and obviously making good money. And military spouses were mind boggled by that. They wanted to know how I did this. So I created a Facebook group. It still exists today called the Military Women in Business Community. And I decided to grow my Facebook group. It's a very popular trend now. And the problem was I speak entrepreneur. I don't speak military spouse. Okay, I'm just not in that world enough to know what they talk. And so I didn't know how to market to them at all. I just had this great idea. I knew I wanted to be a business coach, but I had no idea how to reach them. So I decided to learn Facebook ads. I decided that I was going to do Facebook ads to attract military spouses into my Facebook group and then launch a, a coaching program. And it worked. Um, we launched July 4th last year. Go figure, Independence Day, military, right? <laughs> so we launched July 4th, and we ended up getting 92 people in the group um, in that weekend. And I used only Facebook ads. I didn't do a free gift and a PDF. I didn't, no, it was really a landing page with the video. And it said, please join my group. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it said. And now that now we've doubled, we're at about 185 um, women in that group now. As, wow. As well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned the Facebook groups are sort of a thing right now. So would you recommend a Facebook group over, um, say, a page? I think you need both. Um, A Facebook group is just another added bonus. I think it's the trend because – People want to be more intimate with you and they really want to reach out and touch you. Email is just not the same as it was before. People want more connection and email is great and it's great getting helpful articles and tips, but people really want to connect with the person that they're getting emails from. And for me, (laughs) at least for me, I feel that I don't really do a good job of that via email. I could do, I know I do a really good job when it comes to um, Facebook groups where people can do that. That's part of my personality. I just love reaching out and speaking with people. So I definitely think it's like the, I want to say it's the trend, but I think it's going to become the trend that's a norm um, because people just want that creation. And it's also, it puts a great, how do I say, sprinkles on the cake when it comes to your free gift. People just don't want to sign up for a PDF anymore. They don't want another ebook that they're not going to go through. Um, when you say, hey, by the way, I have this ebook, and by the way, you connect with me in my Facebook group about my ebook, it adds a certain something, you know, it's not just this ebook thing. So I'm really, really loving um, Facebook groups. I really think you need both. You need the Facebook group to connect with the people that you already have and to take care of your community that you already have. And a page can actually attract people into the group. So if you use both of those facets of Facebook, I really think, you know, that's how you can get more clients that way. For me, I've noticed that my Facebook page engagement has drastically dropped, but my group's engagement is not seemingly limited by the same algorithm. Now, is that the case across the board or is there just something unusual going on here? Nope, that's the norm. And that's why people are loving groups because when you post on your page, about two to 5% of people who like your page see it. And we all know that we got to pay to play and do Facebook ads. And we all know that Facebook wants you to pay to reach more people. But if you have a group, everyone gets it. It's almost like 
I think, and I'm just guessing from Facebook's point of view, is that if you're in a group, it's like you chose to be in that group. You clicked the button and said, yes, you want to know. Versus when you like a page, it's not like you really gave them permission unless you click get notifications, right? If you say get notifications on a page, then yes, you'll get every single post that person posts on their Facebook page. Most people don't do that, though. So I think a group just, you know, adds a little extra saying, yes, I do want to hear from you. Yes, I joined the group. Yes, I want to know what's going on. And it's a very private place where people can gather together. So, no, it's it's actually normal across the board to have that. So you mentioned um, the Facebook ads drove people into your group. Now, when you set up the ad, does, the ad has to come from a page, correct? Yes. So you really do need both of them in order to leverage the Facebook ad for your group. Yes. <laughs> so what are a couple really quick little things that someone could do to use Facebook ads to grow a group, but in a way that doesn't feel like spammy marketing kind of stuff? Because a lot of people, and I've been one to struggle with this as well, don't want to market because, ew, sales, it just feels wrong and icky. And we don't want to feel that way. So what are a few things we can do that aren't spammy, that aren't inauthentic, that can help one grow our presence on Facebook? I think number one is know your audience. You, you got to know exactly who it is. The thing about Facebook, and I say audience, I don't say ideal client and I don't say target market, is because with Facebook, you have to put both together. It's not just the demographic information. It's also the other non-demographic information. What do they like? Do they like to ski? Do they like to read books? What do they like to do? You have to know the whole entire person. And in knowing your audience, you got to know what their problem is. Because here's the thing. I I know we're thinking about that from the marketer standpoint, because we know where we want it to go. We know eventually we we love to help you, but we do want to sell. You know, it's it's a combo thing. We want to help you and we do want to make money. We want to get paid for our passion. But you have to think think about it from the user standpoint. Somebody may be in pain from that thing that you can solve and your ad is a godsend. It is finally the answer. They've been scrolling through Facebook and they're like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for. And oh my goodness, I found it on Facebook and it came across on my phone. And this is what I've been looking for. So you have to look at it from the user standpoint that for the person you want to reach, this could be the most amazing thing that can happen to them. And I think that's a very important thing when you're thinking about Facebook ads is when you're advertising, what is the other person's response? Is it going to be like you said, that's not what I want? Or is it going to be like, oh, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Click, <laughs> you know, like, well, what, what is it going to be? And that's going to help you actually design, you know, your ad of how you want them to feel. How do you want them to react? So do you have uh, any tips for tapping into that desire, that wants and the way someone might feel? I, there are a lot of entrepreneurs who struggle with, um, with empathizing with their potential clients. It, yeah. And it, this may sound like I'm putting everyone in a hamster wheel, but I'll be honest, when I sit down and look at a piece of paper and try to think about it on my own, I'm not really good, great at that. Um, I like to ask people because the thing is, when you ask people, you get exactly their words that they use. And those are the words you should be using in your Facebook ad. So I love asking people. So whether it's if you don't have any clients, think of someone that's close to what you want to help and ask them, get them on the phone for 30 minutes, record it. Ask them if it's okay to record it and record it so that way you have written down notes and then you can always go back to it later. Um, One of the most beautiful things I love about a Facebook group is for that exact reason. When I want to do something in my military women of business community, I just go, hey, you guys, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? 
And I get lots of comments telling me exactly what they want in the words that they use it. So then when I do my next Facebook ad, I use exactly those words that the people in my community use. And it doesn't make it feel icky at all because it's the words that they would use. And those are the people I want to attract anyway. So if you can actually find someone, if you have clients, get on the phone with them and ask them, make sure you record it and ask their permission, of course. But if you, if you don't have any clients, ask people who are close to that, that client that you want to help. And that should help you out exactly of what they're trying to solve, what you want, and most importantly, the words you need to use in your Facebook ad. How big of a difference does it make to use the words that they give you in your ads? Huge difference. Huge difference. Oh my gosh. Like I said, I don't speak military spouse. And my first, when I did my first ad, I was doing split testing. All bad. All bad. <laughs> I was just like, is that not what they say? So I realized the group that I was helping military spouses overall, a lot of them do multi-level marketing. Those network marketing businesses like Mary Kay Avon, not that they're bad businesses, but they didn't do like online marketing businesses. Like, you know, they're not doing Facebook ads. They're not doing launch stuff. The online world was foreign to them. So of course, when I make my Facebook ad, I'm like, hey, do you want to launch a business online? And they were like, I don't even know what that means. What is she talking about? But when I went back to my group and when I went back to a couple of military spouses and told them what I was thinking, they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, how would you say it? Um, I would say start a business. I don't even know, like, just start a business. Don't even put the online part. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, just start a business. Start there. Because I don't even know what you're talking about. You're talking all this jargon I don't understand. So it was really amazing how I thought my audience was at one point, and they were actually at another point in their business journey. Some of them were just getting started. Some of them were just trying to get out there and market themselves. And it was really amazing about where I thought they were compared to where they were and the words that I needed to use that would make sense to them. That I've noticed something similar in the yoga world. And I started doing yoga a long time before I was actually part of the quote yoga world. And I had no idea the, the slang and the, the industry specific words that they would use. I didn't know because I wasn't part of it. I mean, I got some really good books and then I started learning at home and I didn't actually go to a studio for years. I had no idea what time I could do yoga. I was doing yoga all the time, but I had no idea how yogis were speaking to each other. And it took me a little bit of um, painful <laughs> research to, to figure that out because I, when I first started my website, I just wanted to help people learn yoga. And then that turned into helping yoga teachers make more money teaching yoga so that they can quit their part-time job at a coffee shop. And I was missing the mark left and right. <laughs> it's that I was just like, you know, yoga's cool. Yoga changed my life. And that wasn't enough to get people to engage and convert. So I think you're really onto something with learning the language. And in my case, I didn't have any clients and I didn't know anybody in the yoga world. <laughs> so I had to, to meet people and I had to network and Facebook groups were a godsend there because I could go in and I could lurk and I could see how people were talking to each other about yoga and about teaching. Exactly. Like, I think that's just the best way to do it. I know some people say, well, imagine them and what would they want? And I'm like, no, just go talk to them. Like, it's, it, it's I don't know, maybe because I am a visual learner, but I just find it better when you talk to someone. I think it's more beneficial for you and that person, you know, because you, you can figure it out in their words. Well, and I think when you try to imagine it, there's there's too much room for error. Yes, definitely. Yes. 
So and I've become a really big uh, proponent of data. Like I like mm. having data to back up what I'm trying to do. And just imagining it is the antithesis of data. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay, so Facebook ads that are effective and more authentic and soulful. So how can someone pull that off and also not spend a ton of money? Okay, the ton of money thing. I get this question a lot. So, soulful, authentic, but in the budget. So, I hate to repeat myself. It definitely goes back to the audience about who it is, and I'll explain why. And I was explaining this the other day. It was kind of funny. So, here's the deal. The more specific you get on who it is, the less money that you're going to spend making errors and making mistakes. So, for example... If you have $20 to spend, right, let's just say $20, and let's say, and the thing is, I think, let me just go back a little bit. When you're, a lot of people don't understand that there's two models in Facebook ads. I use the cost per impression model. And basically what that means is I pay Facebook to show my ad to as many people as possible. I'm rolling the dice that my ad is just that bomb, okay? Like, I'm rolling the dice that it's that awesome. Um, but I want Facebook to show my ad to as many people as possible, so the number of people that see your ad is highly dependent upon what your budget is. So if you have a low budget of $20 or $25 per day, obviously your Facebook ad isn't going to get shown to as many people as you if you spent $75 or $100 per day. With that said, you have to make the most of who your ad is getting shown to. So I have to say the, the smaller amount of money that you spend, the more very, very specific you have to be with your audience because it's only going to show it to a certain amount of people per day. And you want to make sure that you're getting, you're, you're getting the most bang for your buck when you're showing it to that number of people. And out of those people, you know, X amount is exactly who you want into your program or webinar or whatever you're doing Facebook ads for. So that's probably the number one thing that's more important. The soulful, authentic part is it, it's kind of a it, it's kind of a conundrum because the thing is you want to say you want to be you. And there's nothing wrong with being you, but you have to be you in the words that your audience is going to understand. Like, I can't just go out there and say, yeah, let's do an online launch to military spouses. It's not going to work. Those are not the words that they would use. But I could definitely say the words that I would use, which is awesome, yes, super, and capital words. Those are pretty much word the, the way when I say things, you know, I, I say them. So I can still be me, but you do have to use those words that they're using or else they definitely won't understand. So why do you use cost per impressions? I'm curious about that. A lot of people say that's not the way to do it. Really? Okay. <laughs> I was like, huh. um, in all my programs um, that I've taken, cost per impression has been the dominant model. Cost per click. Um, I've tried it. It didn't work really well. And now I see when people say it, why? Cost per click is an interesting model um, because the thing is you're paying. It, it's a very competitive game, probably more than cost per impression. Because here's the deal. With cost per click, you're telling Facebook, here's how much I'm going to pay per click. This is how much I think a click is worth. And Facebook will tell you, oh, here's a range we think you should pick. And, you, of course, you want to do your best to be in that range. But the thing is, while you're also juggling how much it costs per click, you're also juggling how much it's going to get seen. So that's the other thing. Then you have to also keep in your mind, you're not the only Facebook ad that's running. So when it comes to cost per click, if someone has a higher cost per click than you, guess what? Their ad's going to be seen and yours is going to go down the pile. So it's very, very competitive when you do the cost per click model. Because you're not only competing with the cost per impression people, us, you're also competing against, okay, you, so, you show it to so many people, 
how many people are really going to, you know, to click as opposed to other ads that are using that same model. So the thing is, when you do a cost per click, you have to watch it like a hawk <laughs> every day because it's going up, it's going down. You may say it's $3 per click on Monday and Facebook's like, yeah, you know, this guy, other guy's doing $5. So sorry, we're just going to kind of move you down the pile. So then on Tuesday, you're saying $5 and then Facebook, which has happened to me, Facebook will send you a message. Hey, we saw you have $5 per click. That's really too high. You might want to lower that because you can get the same amount of people at $3 per click. And like, but that's what I said yesterday. And they're like, nope, sorry. Today's a new day. And you, you just have to really match it every day. And just, I just don't like the headache of a cost per click. I don't like going through all the competitiveness. I'd rather just pay Facebook. Here it is. Here's my $40. Show it to these many people per day, as much as my $40 will do. And I know I'm competing against other people, but just show it to as many people as possible in the order of how many, how many people are budgeting higher than me. It's something I really don't have to watch really every day. I just get to watch the the results come in pretty much. So I think I like that. So you have to <laughs> sit there and watch it. I mean, and Facebook ads have really changed a lot over the last few years. I and mean, what was working three years ago is not working anymore. No, no, it is not. Um, it's it's just amazing because the cost per click model was very popular, like you said, two or three years ago. And now people are like, no, go to cost per impression. And now everyone can't decide whether website conversions is better or website or clicks to website is better. Those two or a video ad. Like everyone's like, oh, video ads. I'm like, nope. Video ads are so funny. Everyone's like, video ads are the thing. Yes. And I'm like, not for military spouses. No, they're not. Like I've done split testing with uh, military spouses, getting them in my group. They love images. They do not like videos. So it's it really is dependent upon your audience. So if you hear someone saying, oh, my gosh, this is it. It may not. That's great. But here's the thing you have to remember. It may not work for your audience. Like I said, video ads are the rage. When I do for my care design business, video ads work great. But when I do it for my military women in business community, they don't like video ads. They like images. So entrepreneurs, military spouses, you would think. Yay, no. You really have to test what is best for your audience. You really do. I said there's only one Facebook video ad that I've ever clicked, and it was uh, for Zach Spuckler. Um, And I was already in his Facebook group, and it popped up about this webinar he had going on, his little video, and he shot it outside with his cell phone. And I clicked it because it's Zach, and I know he's going to deliver on the value in the webinar, even if. The ad is unprofessional. He's just outside with the dog. Um, it's the only one I've ever actually clicked on. I've watched a lot of other video ads and go, eh, <laughs> uh, this isn't working for me. <laughs> and sometimes it's because it's, the video is just way too bad. And sometimes it's because the video is way too good that I don't, I don't feel like I can really connect with you. Because most people don't have a film crew that can come in and shoot a Facebook ad. don't have that kind of budget and those that do and and they're saying oh well you know i only make five thousand a month like really because you're spending a big chunk on this ad right now (laughs) that's why they need you to click the ad so they can keep making videos (laughs) so it it feels like a, a big disconnect in terms of what people are trying to say and what people are trying to sell and what it actually feels like to me and I don't know if that's something that other people spend a lot of time thinking about. And maybe on a subconscious level, that might be why some ads just don't convert as much as others. 
That's, that is actually true even when you do Facebook ads. A lot of people don't understand that your Facebook ad needs to exactly match or be very 90% close to what your landing page is. So one of the things, if you do a video ad, what you use on your landing page should probably be the same video in your ad. A lot of people don't realize that. And the reason is because you're asking people to click outside of Facebook and go to this page where they don't have no clue who you are 90% of the time, right? We're running Facebook ads to people who have no idea who we are. And in order to make them feel comfortable, you want to make sure it's the same feel. So whatever you use in your image, you want to make sure it matches your brand colors. It's the same colors that they see on your landing page. You want to use some of the same language in your Facebook ad, especially if you're doing a webinar. What you you know In this webinar, you will learn and you put three bullet points. Make sure those bullet points are on your landing page. You will learn it's the same ones. Um, it's funny because it makes your Facebook ad really simple, but at the same time, it's for a different reason. It's for that comfort and trust level for that person to click on your ad, to go to the landing page and take you up on your offer. So you're right. It all has to pretty much go together and, and match and be very fluid between the ad, the, the page that you're getting on, and then what your offer is. So there have been times when I've seen an ad and I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I click it and the website is barely functional or it's hideous or it's missing information, and I'm like, why am I here? It's a waste of my time. And, you know, the content, the value in their webinar may turn out to be awesome, but looking at their website, I don't take them seriously. And I think that happens to a lot of people. When you go from a a really engaging and authentic ad to a website with copy that's more more what you would see in in MLMs, for example, It, it it doesn't line up. Exactly. And like I said, I do Facebook ads for launches. So when I work with people, I make sure all of that stuff fits together because it's so important because it's the first impression. Now, like I said, for most people, these people have never heard of you before. So that is a really important step. It's kind of like I, I love telling people Facebook ads is like dating, you know, like it's your first impression. So if if you've been talking to someone, well, not talking to someone, but if, you know, you're you're checking them out. And then you see a Facebook ad and they go to your website and it looks ugly. It's like, well, no offense. I'm probably not going to date you because you were not, you didn't match your profile picture online dating, right? Don't you hate when that happens? They don't match. And you're like, you don't look anything like your picture. Yeah. That's kind of what people think. They see this ad and then they click to your website. You're like, wow, that was nothing like the ad I saw. It really is like dating. You know, it's another reason why we say never do a Facebook ad to a sales page. It's like you're asking someone, you met them and said, let's get married. What? <laughs> Sorry. How about, can I get to know you? What are your habits? Do you snore? I mean, there's other things that has to go on before we decide to get married. Like, can I meet your family? It's a, it's like, a, I hate to be old, old fashioned. It's a courting process. It's a dating process. So a lot of people don't understand that like Facebook ads is kind of like dating. You have to build this relationship. You just can't be like, Hey, buy my stuff. It's like, no, no, I don't know you. Like, let's have some coffee. Um, let's draw together. Let's go on a couple of dates and maybe let's commit and be in a relationship. And you know, it, it, it takes, it takes some time. And a lot of people don't understand that they think Facebook ads is like the magic band aid, And all of a sudden I'll have all these clients. Yes and no. You know, it, it takes to, you have to build the relationship with people. There's certain tools you have to put in place to do that. So I think that's a really good point. I've <laughs> never bought something from a Facebook ad without already knowing the person, knowing what they're going to deliver on, knowing it's actually going to be worth my money. I've never bought something from a cold Facebook ad. So it just doesn't happen. No. 
Okay, so a couple more things before we start to wrap up because we've been on for um, about 30-ish minutes so far. I have a few questions for you about uh, personal development and business development. So number one, what is your favorite resource for personal development and how can that relate to one's business? Okay, man. So this is going to sound really bad. I'm reading the Denise Duffield, the sorry to cuss people, but the get rich lucky bitch book. Ah, loving it. Um, I'm really, really loving it. Um, this is my, this is my go-to right now. I've been reading it. Oh gosh, for five months now. And I'm just really loving it. I know it's money blocks, but it's been a lot more for me. Um, her first exercise is about tracking your money. Where does it come from? And that's been a very fun exercise. She recommends you do it for 30 days. Even if you pick up a penny on the street, you know, what does that mean? And to be gracious for it. And I will say over the last 30 days, it's been so, it's been great just going, oh, like just being gratitude and gracious and then knowing where my money's coming from. It's been so humbling. Um, so right now, that's my go-to personal development resource. I'm really loving this book. <laughs> it's funny. And what's right here next to me. That's why I'm just like, oh, I love that book right now. And so have you it. found it helps for business development too? Or is it just more about personal? Um, it's a little bit more about personal, um, but I believe that as an entrepreneur, you should know where your money's coming from. You should know, you know, what sales you made and doing all that. And so tracking it, I mean, I do track it. I mean, I say, okay, I made a sale here and I know how much I make per month and all that stuff. But it's also the gratitude too, which is, I think is important. You should be gracious for what you're getting and cherish your clients to do all those things. So I think even though it's a personal development book, aimed for entrepreneurs it's really shown me how much i really appreciate my clients and i've realized i don't appreciate them enough i really don't so now one of the things i implemented in my business is now when people do facebook ads for me um they work with me i'm going to be sending them flowers to oh, their house oh, I love that. <laughs> flowers to their house like thank you i mean i always send a card you know and i'll put like my business card but i'm like you know you spent money and time with me like this is where this came from. I should really appreciate that. So I think a little bit of both. It's really made, at least from my perspective, it's shown me how much to, to be really appreciative of what people spend their money on. Because I really could be spending on something else, not me. And just to track that every day. And I've only been doing it for like 25 days. So to track that, it's just been like, wow, you know, it's just really eye-opening for me. So I would say both. A little bit of personal, definitely some business. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out. I keep um, I keep hearing about that book. It's all over Facebook groups the last week. So I'm like, you know, I, yes. should, I should really look into this. It, it is. It's very good. It's, And I will tell you right now, it's a, definitely a highlighter book. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I literally had to go out. I, my highlighter ran out. I had a brand new highlighter. I got to page 100, and my highlighter stopped working and had to buy a new highlighter. So it's definitely a highlighter book. Oh, that's awesome. Just to keep that in mind. It's a highlighter book. So uh, the next question I have for you is, what is your – well, first off, do you listen to podcasts? Yes. Okay. What is your go-to business podcast? Oh, man. My go-to business podcast – hate to be cliche, but entrepreneur on fire. I mean, I, I know the, everyone says that, but John Lee Dumas, of course, shout out to John Lee Dumas, military veteran, in case you guys didn't know, he's an army veteran. So of course, another reason why I listen, he's a military vet, but just something, 
some just the way he puts things in perspective you know it's almost like you can hear the same thing from a many different people but then you get that one person that says it a little differently and it clicks for some reason when he says things it just clicks in my mind for me the way he explains things the way he puts it out there it's just really amazing and i just marvel at how he can do a podcast seven days a week i mean that's just kind of cool right (laughs) you're just like how do you how do you have the energy for that So I just admire what he's doing, but then also who he's bringing on, the different perspectives he's having. Um, If you listen, it's so funny when you look at his guests, some of them you would think do the same thing. And you're like, oh my gosh, why is he having this person and this person? But when you actually listen to the podcast, it may be the same thing, but from different ways. I mean, their own separate people, they teach it differently. So I just love how what he's doing. I love how he's changing, you know, perspectives, lives, businesses. It's really great. I really, really love that podcast. It's my go-to. And so I was uh, listening to one of his webinars a few months ago. And if I'm remembering correctly, he only records one day per week. But yes. he spends like eight hours a day recording that one day a week. And I just think that's incredible. I mean, such dedication and motivation there. Definitely. I think it's Mondays and you might switch it to Wednesdays, but you're right. It is eight hours that one day per week. Man, I just I just can't imagine doing eight hours of recording. <laughs> like he's got to have his system down. Yes. <laughs> So, okay. And uh, last but not least, what is one lesson that you've learned in business that you wish you learned earlier? Oh, okay. I'm sure everyone's going to say this, but definitely gotten a business mentor, not a coach, a mentor, two different things. So a coach is someone who's maybe not necessarily doing what they're telling you to do. They're a coach. If you think about it from the NFL perspective, they don't play anymore. They just tell you what the plays are and how to execute it. Versus a mentor is in the weeds doing it. So as as they do it, they teach you how to do it. And um, my mentor is Lisa Sasevich. I love it. I'm in her Sassy Mastermind program, her year-long program, wrapping up year two and definitely going into year three. And um, that's one of those things I wish I would have gotten a business mentor sooner. I mean, we learned the latest things, the newest things. She's getting ready to go through a launch right now. And in her, as a member of her mastermind, she gives us, I mean, she gives us the behind the scenes. Like, you guys, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I'm cranky. Like, what do I, I mean, she definitely gives you the behind the scenes of what it's like to, you know, a peek behind the curtain, so to speak. So I would definitely say if I would told myself something smart three years ago, it would have been like, you know, it's scary, but invest in the money to have a business mentor, someone who can tell you as they do it and what it is. So, and you find it's been a good return on investment. So I think that's going to be what holds a lot of people back. It's been a good return on investment as far as money. Obviously, that's important too. But I think the return on investment comes from what I've learned and the mistakes I've avoided and how to do things properly. I mean, I did my first online launch terribly, (laughs) terribly. And then when I joined um, the Sassy Mastermind, maybe two months later, I did my first launch Lisa style. Um, It yielded whole different results. I got my first, it was so funny. I got my first like $2,000 client. I was like, oh my gosh, which that never happened to me before. I never charged that much for anything, you know, my first you know, you're in the mastermind and it was a huge, huge difference. Like I never thought I could ask someone, Oh my gosh, pay me, you know, pay me $2,000 and I'll teach you X. And, and that person said yes. And didn't even think twice. Like I just never thought that could be possible. Um, but it is. And just learning to have that confidence, just having the community around me to give me that type of support, um, to know that I'm capable. 
I'm more than capable of what I thought I could do has just been amazing. So I think when people think about a master or a mentor or a program like that, it's not only, you know, how much money you spend, but it's also the lifestyle your mentor has, what accomplishments do they have, what have they done, and then who's in the community around you? Is that people that you really can be with? I mean, the good thing about Lisa, she has events, and you can have a, kind of have a chance to see, is this who I want to be around? Is this who I want to invest my time with? She kind of gives you like a taste, and if you like that taste, you can full jump in if you, if you like, and a lot of mentors do that as well. So I think, yeah, it is scary, but there's so many things that more than just the money. Um, there's other um, intangibles that you can't possibly think of when you go through, you know, a program like that. So that's great advice. Thank you for sharing. And you make her program sound really awesome. <laughs> I'm a little biased. I've taken every single one of her programs except one. And she's not offering it this year, but I've taken every single one. And I've been in her mastermind for two years. And, you know, that, that, it's important because... You have to know what you want in your business. And Lisa has something that I've always wanted, and that's to be on the Inc. 500 list. And she's the only entrepreneur that I've seen who's bragged, at least bragged about it, that she's done it twice. Um, not many people have seen they've done it twice. And she throws events. I love people. I love events. So it was not a hard decision when she said, this is my mastermind, because that's the type of business that I want to run. It just made sense. And so I know we're just a great fit as mentor and mentee. So. So that's awesome. Um, okay, so for everybody listening, um, I'll be putting all this information and everything that we've discussed in the show notes, and you'll be able to find that at 42yogis.com slash podcast. And uh, Kristen, before we sign off, where can people find more information about you? Yeah, so um, I know a lot of you guys are probably curious about Facebook ads. I have a Facebook ad secrets guide that you're more than welcome to download. Um, I love it. It actually details exactly how I did my first successful, <laughs> my first successful Facebook ad campaign. So it tells you what I did and then it tells you what I learned. And, you know, obviously, you know, obviously after that, what I learned and then how to improve it, improve that. So you can go to my Facebook ad ad secrets.com so my facebook ad secrets.com and you're more than welcome to download that ebook and learn how to do it and many people have downloaded it and have done their first facebook ad have been very successful with it so it's it's pretty step by step and i think i think your listeners will love it then i'm gonna go check it out too <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were you were mentioning it um in in the perry girls um uh, a few beats ago uh, in, in our heart tribe and I never went and actually downloaded it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, I will, I will go, definitely go do that this afternoon. So um, thank you very much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. Yes. And thank you so much, everyone. And thank you so much for having me. Yay. Today's episode is brought to you by the seven day soulful blogging challenge. In this challenge, you're going to rethink the way you perceive blogging. I'm going to teach you how to blog more authentically and more efficiently. You can get all the information at 42yogis.com slash 7dayblog. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. I know you have a lot of other things going on in your life and you don't have a lot of time to waste. So when you spend some of your time here with me, I want you to know I appreciate it.
Have a beautiful day. Namaste.